Max Holloway is on another level. After his win against Calvin Cater, many including myself are not only saying it was the best performance of his career, but in all of MMA. And this comes after a legendary run as UFC featherweight champion. Then he lost that belt and it really seemed like there was no path for him to capture gold at 145. But once again, he proved many wrong. Yes, he has been doubted early in his career when his first two years with the promotion saw him go 3-3. Three and three. It really seemed like he was going to be another UFC gatekeeper. But then he went on a 9-fight win streak before winning the interim belt, and would go on to defeat longtime great Jose Aldo to capture the undisputed championship. But even if you were to compare that version of him to today, we're looking at an even more improved fighter. So how did Max Holloway get so good? Hey guys, it's Keon, and today I'm going to be talking about Max Blessed Holloway. This is a video that may be hard to believe because it seems like Max was never a bad fighter, but it came to a great surprise when he went on a 9-fight win streak before winning UFC gold. Because prior to that, he had an even number of wins and losses with the promotion. But what surprised me even more was how good he looked in his win against Calvin Cater, because with that performance there's no denying him another shot at the title. Even though current champ Alexander Volkanovsky defeated him twice, UFC president Dana White said that a third fight between the two still makes sense, which is something that almost never happens if the score is 2-0, and that's because a third fight may look very different due to how good Max has gotten, even on top of how amazing he already was. So in this video we will take a look at his MMA career to really understand how he got so good. But before we get to it, shout out to the undisputed members of my Patreon. They get the extra perk of a shout out before each video, but even the intro members get early access and video to the Keon Kamara podcast. And as always, the money goes to charity. Now let's get to it. Max began his MMA career on September 11th, 2010 at the age of 19. His debut was at lightweight and was against Duke Saragossa. For the first two rounds, Max was controlling the fight with punches, kicks, and knees. There were a few times where Duke was hurt. Max was also close to locking in the rear naked choke a few times. But in the third, it was Duke who secured the takedown and spent the entire round on top throwing shots. After three rounds, Max won by unanimous decision. One month later, he fought Bryson Kamaka. The two immediately threw down with bad intentions, and although Max ate some shots and got taken down, his output was too much for Bryson who went down from a barrage of punches. Max threw ground and pound before the ref stepped in. Following this win, he fought for the X1 lightweight championship against champion Harris Sarmiento. Despite the difference in experience between both fighters, Max was able to hang with the veteran for five rounds and for most of the time, he was the aggressor on the feet with his constant volume. It was truly an impressive performance by the young fighter, and by the end, Max won by split decision, making him the new X1 lightweight champion. Four months later, he fought Eddie Rincon. Much like his previous fight, he was the man who pressed forward for most of the fight. He also connected with many punches, kicks, and knees. After three rounds, Max won by unanimous decision. After starting off his MMA career with a 4-0 record, Max got the opportunity to sign with the UFC, making him the youngest fighter on the roster. For his first fight, he stepped up on short notice as an injury replacement. His opponent was Dustin Poirier. This was also Max's debut at 145. It was a quick fight that saw the two trade on the feet, but then Dustin secured the takedown and mounted Max. This led to a triangle armbar that forced the tap, making it Max's first defeat. He came back four months later and fought Pat Schilling. It was a dominant performance on the feet for Max throughout all three rounds, which gave him the unanimous decision. At UFC 150, Max fought Justin Lawrence. The two were trading on the feet for most of round one, and that continued into round two before Max connected with a barrage of punches to the head and body. Justin went down and ate more ground and pound before the ref stepped in. Four months later, Max fought Leonard Garcia. It was an action-packed fight where both men went all out on the feet, and even Max was throwing many strikes. Leonard was as well, and you can even say that he was pushing the pace. Plus, he took Max down a few times. It was close, but in the end, Max won by split decision, which I remember being very controversial at the time. But Karma came back for him in his next fight against Dennis Bermudez. Although Max got taken down multiple times in this fight, most of the action was on the feet where he was finding success. But after three rounds, Dennis won by split decision 
which many consider as a robbery. Three months later, Max fought former Cage Rage featherweight and lightweight champion, Conor McGregor. The two opened up by trading shots, and although Max landed some nice ones, Conor was pressing forward and throwing much more. And even though he tore his ACL during the fight, he took Max down and maintained top position. After three rounds, Conor won by unanimous decision. Following this defeat, Max fought Will Chope. Despite Will being the bigger fighter, it was Max's speed that made the difference. He connected with many punches, kicks, and knees. And eventually, in the second, Max finished the fight with a barrage of punches. At UFC 172, he fought Andre Feely. After a back and forth battle, Max locked in a guillotine in the third that forced a tap, making it his first submission win. Four months later, Max fought Clay Collard. Max defeated Clay in the third by taking him down and finishing him with ground and pound. After this win, he fought Akira Khorasani. Max dropped Akira with a right, and although he got back up, Akira went down by another right and ate ground and pound that knocked him out. Four months later, Max fought Cole Miller. Max was the faster fighter, and that helped him outstrike Cole and deny his takedowns. After three rounds, he won by unanimous decision. On April 18th, 2015, Max fought Cub Swanson. This was a huge opportunity for Max to further cement his name in the 145 pound rankings, and he looked good as he avoided most of Cub's hard shots. He returned with some of his own, and in round three, he connected with punches and kicks that dropped Cub a few times. This eventually led to a guillotine by Max that forced a tap. Four months later, he fought in his first UFC main event. His opponent was Charles Oliveira. After the two felt each other out on the feet, Charles attempted to take down but got denied. When he got back up, he held his neck in discomfort. This forced referee Herb Dean to step in, making Max the winner by TKO injury. And it also made him the youngest fighter in UFC history to rack up 10 victories. At UFC 194, he fought Jeremy Stevens. Max dominated on the feet for most of the fight and also secured the takedown. After three rounds, he won by unanimous decision. Six months later, Max fought Ricardo Lamas. It was another dominant performance from Max who pressed forward and connected with many combos. In the last 10 seconds of the fight, he pointed to the ground and the two slugged it out. It was awesome. After three rounds, Max won by unanimous decision. This nine fight win streak led to a shot at the interim featherweight championship at UFC 206, which I was there for live. His opponent was former UFC lightweight champion, Anthony Pettis. Although Anthony was mixing up his shots well, it was difficult for him to connect due to Max's constant movement. This led to many counters, and once Max began to attack the body with kicks in the third, he followed up with punches before the ref stepped in, making Max the UFC interim featherweight champion. This led to a title unification bout against featherweight champion, Jose Aldo. The two fought at UFC 212 in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Jose looked very close to finishing the fight early in round one, but Max survived and connected with shots of his own. The back and forth action continued through the second and the third, but Jose was slowing down, which gave Max the opportunity to control the pace. This led to punches that dropped Jose. Max threw ground and pound before referee Big John McCarthy stepped in, making him the new UFC featherweight champion. Although Max was supposed to defend his belt at UFC 218 against Frankie Edgar, Frankie pulled out due to injury and was replaced by Jose Aldo. Much like the first fight, the two went back and forth at the start, but once again, Jose began to get tired due to the constant pressure. This led to a barrage of punches from Max in the third that forced a desperation takedown, but Jose ended up on the bottom where he ate ground and pound that forced Herb Dean to step in. It was a great year for Max and that success only seemed like it was going to grow in 2018, but he was out for the first half of the year due to injury, and although he was supposed to fight for the lightweight championship on short notice against Khabib Nurmagomedov, he got pulled from the belt by the athletic commission due to the big weight cut. So after a year on the sidelines, Max came back at UFC 218 to defend his belt against Brian Ortega, and this was a fight that many believed Brian could win, especially due to the possibility of ring rust for Max. But for most of the fight, it was Brian who was eating a bunch of shots, and Max's volume was at no point slowing down. And although Brian threw some combos, Max was able to dodge most of them. He wasn't just winning, he was putting on a statement. And for Brian to not go down was incredible, but the doctor did stop the fight going into the fourth, making Max the winner. And in this fight, he broke 
broke the record for most significant strikes with 290. Plus, he set the record for most wins in UFC featherweight history. Four months later, Max moved up to 155 to fight for the UFC interim lightweight championship. His opponent was Dustin Poirier, making it their second meeting. In contrast to their first fight, this one went all five rounds. And with most of the action on the feet, both men had their moments as they threw with a lot of volume. But Dustin's shots had more power to them, which left Max with a busted face by the end of the fight. After five rounds, Dustin won by unanimous decision. Following this defeat, Max went back down to 145 to finally defend his belt against former UFC lightweight champion, Frankie Edgar. It was a classic striker versus wrestler bout. And although Frankie tried to bring the fight down, Max denied his attempts and kept the action up where he used his reach to attack from a distance. It was a solid performance which led to a unanimous decision victory. At UFC 245, Max was looking to defend his belt for a fourth time against Alexander Volkanovsky. For most of the fight, the two stood toe-to-toe -to -toe trading shots. And although they both connected with their punches, it was Alexander's leg kicks that made the difference. He landed many of them early on and it really affected Max's volume. After five rounds, Alexander won by unanimous decision. Regardless of this defeat, Max received an immediate shot at the title at UFC 251. And for the first two rounds, he looked really good. He was mixing up his shots very well and even dropped Alexander twice. But after that, Max's volume began to decrease. And now Alexander was connecting with more shots, especially the leg kicks. This continued into the championship rounds where he also secured takedowns. By the end, it was a close fight. But it was Alexander who won by split decision, a result that many did not agree with. But as a Max Holloway fan myself, I was disappointed to see his decrease in activity in the latter rounds. And although I can agree that round 3 can be a toss up, I gave it to Alexander when I watched the fight live and therefore he was my pick as the winner. I know, not a popular opinion. But with these two losses to the champion, Max found himself in featherweight limbo. Because it's rare for a fighter to get a third fight with someone after losing two times in a row to them, even if their last fight was very close. But maybe it was a sign of the times. Max may have only been 28 at the time of their second fight, but he has already had a long and legendary career. Plus, he got engaged after this defeat, and he also began to find a lot of success as a video game streamer. With all this, the narrative really seemed to be straying away from fighting. But then he announced that he was coming back in early 2021 to fight Calvin Cater, and this was a bout that was going to answer a lot of questions for both fighters, especially Max. And to be honest, I was worried about this matchup for him initially, because Calvin was quickly building a name for himself in the division, and he was looking to make a big statement with a win over the former champ. The momentum was definitely on Calvin's side, but if you thought Max's performance against Brian Ortega was impressive, then this one would blow your mind. For 5 rounds, Max was the aggressor on the feet by constantly moving forward and connecting with a barrage of punches, kicks, knees, and elbows. There were many moments where the fight looked like it was going to be over, but credit to Calvin for eating all these shots and not going down and even connecting with some of his own. By the end, Max won by unanimous decision. One judge even scored it as 50-42, to 42, and Max set multiple records in this fight, which included him beating his previous record for most significant strikes in a fight with 445. This wasn't your average dominance from Max. He reached levels of fighting that were godly. I felt like I was watching a prime Anderson Silva in there. I've never seen such an amazing performance like that in MMA. And with it, many believe that Max deserves another shot at the title, even if that means a third fight with Alexander Volkanovsky. Because even the Max in those fights is not the same one that we saw against Calvin Cater. It seems like he is on a second wind in his career and as a fan, I can't wait to see what's next. So after going 3-3 three three with the UFC before going on a 9-fight win streak which led to him capturing the UFC Interim Featherweight Championship, and then going 1-3 between 2019 and 2020 before coming back in 2021 with one of the greatest performances in MMA history, how did Max Holloway get so good? So like I said earlier in this video, he was always good. He showed early on that he was a rangy striker who was able to take hits. And much similar to the Diaz brothers, Max threw with a lot of volume and kept that pace going from bell to bell, which of course displays how good his cardio is. But these skills aren't at the same level 
like they're at today. I personally think that Max lost the fight against Leonard Garcia, and that was about where he got outworked by a fighter who was able to throw at a high pace without slowing down. But as Max gained more experience, he gained more confidence which greatly improved his striking and output, and his head movement is some of the best. Plus he has some very underrated kicks in his arsenal. We have to remember that he entered the UFC at the age of 20, and he was quickly thrown against the top featherweights right away, so it was inevitable that he was going to pick up some losses. But the way Max lost these fights were due to his lack of skills on the ground. Dustin Poirier, Dennis Bermudez, and even Conor McGregor all found success by taking him down. And although his grappling hasn't really improved in any major way, Max's takedown defense is very solid now and even when he does get taken down, he pops right back up. And as a result, his opponents have to fight his fight, which has been successful for Max until he met with Dustin Poirier for a second time. Although he had his moments in that fight, it was apparent that he lost size and power with the move up to 155. The only person to really beat Max at his game so far at 145 is Alexander Volkanovsky. And what Alexander did that was so effective were the leg kicks. This definitely helped reduce Max's volume on the feet. And with the second loss to Alexander, it seemed like it was time for a new era at 145. But when he beat Calvin Cater, Max got back into the picture. And as much as he had the same game plan of constantly striking and moving, I think the difference this time around was his confidence. Like I said, Max got engaged prior to this bout. And I can't help but to think that it gave him a new boost of positive energy in his life. Plus, Max has also stated that for his past two bouts during COVID, all his training was done over Zoom video chat. Which honestly may be another factor as he is fine-tuning his skills without taking too much wear and tear. Whatever it is, it's definitely working. He truly became so good and now it seems like he's getting even better. And as a person who's been on the Blessed Express train for a long time, I'm very excited to see more Max Holloway. My name is Keon and this is my take on Max Blessed Holloway. Do you agree, disagree, or have something else to add? please put in the comments down below because I love to read it. If you like this video, please give it a thumbs up and subscribe to my channel for more content like this. But that's all I have for now, so I'll see you on my next one.